0: Welcome to the Inside Out Money Podcast.
1: Can't even recognize this place
0: Too many pieces of our
1: past mistakes.
0: Hi, I'm Maggie, and I believe real change starts from the inside out. So let's work together to improve our money and our lives from the inside out. We will explore all things money and our relationship with it. Join me each week with a rotating set of co-hosts, friends, and interviews. Let's jump in. When you called me earlier, I was eating some mashed potatoes, and I was telling Greg, "I was like, these are so fucking good. I feel like I had like just some like really heart. It was just really good. I've been eating like yeah. soup and smoothies for." a day and a half soupy smoothies soup and smoothies yeah soupy smoothies stop making fun of me erica i would never okay so yeah i think we just you know get in here yeah i want to start and i'm gonna mention that like this was your idea and what you were thinking of
1: when you thought of this i don't remember that was this something oh. i threw yeah, to you wrote you? It down yeah was it something that i threw to you and like a whole bunch of ideas mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah huh I must have been drunk.
0: Those are the best ideas. Mm-hmm.
1: The ones you don't remember.
0: Yeah, uh huh. exactly. Okay, our goal here, though, we are going to make this a 40-minute episode. I know we can do okay. it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay, let's start, and I'm going to ask you about your braces, and you tell me about the teeth on teeth, okay?
0: Okay. Hey, Erica. Hey, Maggie. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, the, the listeners just missed like a solid five minutes of hilarity from the two of us. That included me taking my shirt off. You're welcome, Erica.
1: Yeah, thank you. You called me out. That was the hilarious part. Right, (laughs) Right away,
0: you called me out and were like, you're not wearing tie dye. I wasn't sure if you would notice. I noticed right as I was coming to record and I was like, oh, I should change. And then I was like, I'm going to see if Aircone notices. And you didn't. So when you did, I took my shirt off right away. And then I went to go get a tie dye shirt, which only took me a second because i always got a tie dye shirt nearby. So I'm now wearing a tie dye shirt. End of story. Not that exciting to people listening.
1: But thank you for recapping it for everybody because now no, you're they're welcome. like, oof. Thank goodness we didn't miss out on those five minutes of just pure joy of that story. Uh
0: Thank goodness Maggie gave us a recap.
1: Yeah, but what we were... We don't don't need to
0: talk about the rest, Erica. Let's just move on to the topic of today's episode. Okay,
1: but I do want to say, well, I would like to also welcome your braces, your mouth braces to the podcast. Thank you. They have a... Adult mouth braces.
0: They have a strong presence. They're sort of like a third person here with us. They certainly contain the amount of food that a third person might. Like every time I'm done with a meal lately, I'm like, oh, turns out there was a whole nother meal stuck in my braces.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, my um. Yeah. 12 year old feelings are coming back for you of when I first got mouth braces, but they were, they were tween mouth braces then. So, you know, it's yeah. different.
0: It's a lot different. My, one of my kids has already been through braces. One of my kids were, I'm sharing in the experience with her right now, except she has what I would call normal braces. These are what I would call abnormal braces. They're a little bit larger. They stick out further. They don't have fun colored rubber bands,
1: Yeah, they are. I I see what you're saying. And and I think they look fine. Now that you say it, however, they do look a little cartoonish, like maybe you're someone's prank, some orthodontist prank.
0: Well, if this was a prank, I would just like to say it's incredibly mean. And like i prefer a, a quicker i love i love a good prank don't get me wrong but i just prefer something that didn't involve like gluing something to my teeth for 2 years mm-hmm. i like a more like short term
1: you know undoable prank right not not like braces where the brackets are larger than your actual teeth
0: yeah I mean, they are larger than my actual teeth. I appreciate you saying that. I was just telling Erica, like all the people I, it's like, I appreciate both sides of it. Like I appreciate the people who are like, oh, they look fine. And a few people have been like, I didn't even notice. And I'm like, fuck you.
1: You're lying. You definitely noticed. They're definitely lying.
0: Or you're blind. And I told Erica, a friend of mine, one of our kids had a sleepover and her daughter who has braces right now too, has seen me before. And when I, I was like, oh, hey, Ryan. And I, and I smile and I was like, I got braces too. And she was like, gave me, a look that was like when I opened when I flashed my smile where she was like what the and I was like Ryan I appreciate the like yeah. sincere honest response
1: because that's the response I expect from people and I well, I was going to say, and like, good on you, because a lot of people would take offense to of that. But you're like, no, you're looking for the wholehearted, honest, yeah. fearful response from a, a kid. And there's nothing more from honest than that. a 12 year old. Yeah. And yeah. I can't
0: quite get an honest response from Greg. I mean, he's being like, he's well, kind of towing the line. Like when you're like, he's oh. in a
1: lose, lose position. Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: Right. I will say multiple times I've made like this face like, e-, and I tried to like go in and kiss him and he like backs away yeah. from me like I'm an animal.
1: Yeah. You're like kind of your own. You're like a horror film. And also you were just talking about the amount of meals in your teeth. So he has to look at that. He's probably
0: like, yeah, have you flossed? Have you water flossed lately? Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be like a checklist before any relations in our household for, I'm going to go with two years. Yeah. That's how long the braces are staying.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to talk about this topic today because as you informed me, which I promptly did not remember, I brought up this topic, which is out of sight, out of mind spending. And it's such an important topic that it immediately went out of my mind when I suggested it to you, you literally like came I came back with a
0: couple ideas that were your ideas and was like which one do you want to do this week and you have like no recollection and then
1: I like remind you and you're like yeah no I don't I, I remember the other one and oddly I chose not to pick that one All right
0: uh we'll do that one soon since you remember it what I thought was interesting about this is even though you didn't remember that you suggested it your initial response like when when, when I said if what if we do out of sight out of mind spending like what do you think of when you hear of out of sight, out of
1: mind spending? So I guess I I thought of it, and this is making me wonder like, hey, how many glasses of wine I had when I was texting you? And how many wine clubs did I join right after I talked about out of sight, out of mind? So what out of sight, out of mind spending, I think, well, I think it has two things that it can mean. One could be Set it and forget it kind of like automatic expenses where you know they're part of your monthly expenses that you allocate as part of your budget or out of sight, out of mind spending, which is not being mindful about how you spend your money. America, what's interesting about that is I don't. There's not like a
0: right or wrong answer of what out of sight, out of mind spending is. I just think what's interesting about it. By the way, do I sound different? I think I have like a lisp. I think I have a brace lisp. By the a way, a little bit.
1: But you'll no get no disrespect
0: to, to anyone who has braces or has a lisp or has any sort of speech impediment or anything. I'm just getting used to like a whole nother set of teeth inside my face, along with my regular teeth. It's a lot.
1: Yeah. This is a change.
0: And I've decided I'm a more vain person than I thought I was. So this is an interesting exercise to go through. This is a
1: real growth experience for you. And uh, I'm happy to guide you through it. Through,
0: uh, I mean, it's like physically and emotionally a growth experience. Like my mouth has grown in size and... I will emotionally grow through this.
1: And you just say when I, you tell me when to cool it on the adult mouth braces jokes. Oh,
0: jokes. Okay. I thought you meant, yeah, yeah. Like I may
1: never say when, so keep, keep them coming. Okay. I'll I'll get them. They'll be more creative as we go through your two years. So I'm going to get you rubber bands for your birthday. Spoiler alert.
0: Thank you. With some gummy bears, which I can't eat. Well then no. Okay. What I think is interesting is that there's no right or wrong answer of what out of sight out of mind spending is. But I think what you initially were thinking, which I seem to know better than you from you not remembering this, was all of these little things that like might be automated and might add up and like, oh, you don't really realize you now have four streaming services turned on and do you really need all of them at once. And they're out of sight and out of mind because they're auto billed to your credit card every week, month and you don't really notice them. And I think that's interesting. and And to me, that's originally what I was thinking you were talking about. And what I would agree is a bunch of out of sight, out of mind spending. But as I was thinking about it more to me, I was starting to realize like, all of your expenses of many people's expenses could be considered out of sight out of mind spending if you are not tracking and reviewing your expenses because to me there's something about like when I, and then when I laugh when I spread my mouth open wide I have to like readjust my lips over them and yeah. get them back in my mouth there's some like one of the most beneficial things you can do to change your I can't even get these words out because Erica keeps like <laughs> grinning and smiling and she's laughing at like what's happening with my mouth on screen right now. And I can a just lot.
1: I can just tell that you're trying so hard to just speak and it's like a whole new thing it is. for you. And on and I'm not laughing at I know. you. I'm like, I'm going back to my 12 year old self. Yeah. Like I remember I being in the cafeteria and having to go to school after getting my braces.
0: Yeah. Yes. If I had known you when we were 12 too, I would have made so much fun of you for that. I'm just kidding. What's funny is the kids don't even care about getting braces now. I used to think it was like a big deal. I never got them when I was a it's, kid. It's cool to get them. Yeah, everybody wants everybody wants them. And I'm like, why do you want braces? They're expensive. Can't I just put like six grand in your college fund instead? That'd be better for everyone. Anyways, back to the topic. I think one of the number one things you can do to improve your financial situation yourself and then also like the communication with your partner is to track and review your expenses on a regular basis. And so what I think is so interesting about the out of sight, out of mind discussion and the... the positioning of what spending is kind of out of sight, out of mind is I actually believe all all people's spending is out of sight, out of mind when they aren't doing a thoughtful review and not all the time. And I, I've equated this and I know Liz and I talked about this in an episode uh, about the the easiest way to get rich and thin was the title. I often equate this to people who track their calories, right? I don't necessarily think like there's people tracking your calories can be really helpful if you you don't realize all the stuff you're eating and how many calories are in salad dressings and different sauces and oils and different things. And I don't think I hope people don't need to or want to track their calories all the time. It can be super tedious, but there are times where like doing it for a few months can be incredibly enlightening and can help you to change your habits and have the discipline to change some of your habits. And I feel the same way about tracking your expenses and so to me just back to this out of sight out of mind it's all out of sight out of mind if you are not thoughtfully tracking your expenses and, and erica i know i do it differently than you like we we track stuff through mint and then we put stuff into a spreadsheet and we kind of do stuff differently. But even the way you do it, I still think is a version of it that's a little bit less formal, but that totally captures the spirit of it. What do you do?
1: Yeah. So I, well, you said a version, but I do have an aversion to (laughs) spreadsheets. And so the landlord keeps a huge spreadsheet of our expenses. I pay the bills. And so I see, I download, you know, our monthly spending and send it to him to do God knows what with. And so when I see our credit cards, I'm like, okay, Well, here are our monthly things. Here are the things I know we've budgeted for, but there are other things where I think going back to what you said about the calories, calorie tracking and budget tracking, it all comes down to an awareness. And that's where the out of sight, out of mind comes in is sometimes we just aren't even aware of how we're spending our money. You know, it kind of goes back to like, is it worth, is it worth the money that you're about to spend on something? And sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. Like I do have a lot of streaming services and yes, I do share logins with people, although you know, Netflix. Netflix recently cracked down so it's like well how many streaming services does one person need anyone could argue that but there are other things that you just don't think about yeah so I think it like it's one of those things where you know we set up so many automatic payments you don't get the bills you just know they come and then if you have them in all all in one credit card which is what I try to do so I can see this is where everything is to know oh I've got Amazon Prime I've got Hulu I've got Disney I've got Netflix like that's a lot of streaming. yeah, But I see them all in one place. And I can tally, okay, this is how much they are. And it it may or may not be worth it to me. But sometimes it's hard because you can put things on multiple credit cards. And then you have like no idea. It's just like, well, that's a number here. That's a number there. And then you don't really conceptualize conceptualize it in the big picture of like, all of that adds up. Yeah. So an example is years ago, I paid for the um, New York Times crossword app. Mm-hmm. And I use it like most times, but not as much as I used to. And it's like $3 and 50 cents a month.
0: You're really good at crossword puzzles. You know, the mini, like we remember we were in like a shared social account. She would, I would do the mini and I'd be like really excited when I get it under a minute. And it would be like Erica's today, 12 seconds. And I'm like, it took me 12 seconds just to read the questions. And Erica's already put the words in.
1: You know, what's funny because like I can't, I can barely get past Mondays, like on the real crossword puzzle where like I have friends like, oh yeah, I get to Thursday, maybe Saturday. I'm like, I am lucky to get through Monday. So I really appreciate you giving me the credit for the, minis because I'll take it.
0: But, but back to the point you were paying 350 to do. I'm
1: paying like 350. So it's like, that's nothing, you know, but it all adds up and how much do I use it? But I also look at it as like, well, then I have to like go on the chat feature or send an email to cancel it. So one thing that I try to do is if I create if I try to go in and get a new account or streaming service or something where I might forget to cancel it or it's going to feel like more of a hassle to cancel it I just won't do it I have to look at like what is my time and energy to even decide if I want to spend money on it and I think you recently had an example of that like with a free trial of Showtime that you forgot to cancel oh, I got
0: so mad at it yeah I, I like wanted to binge watch the new season of the real L world L word I can't talk now I wanted to binge watch the new season it was wasn't even new it was from like a year or two ago but it was like the remake of The L Word and so I was like I'm going to do Showtime for 1 month and it was like 8.99 I was like and I'm going to binge watch it and like knock out like I watched like two or three seasons very efficiently and then I forgot to cancel it I I swear I thought I canceled it and Greg's going through the expenses he's like I thought you canceled Showtime like months ago and and then I like got on him and I was like well how have you been seeing this come through every month and you didn't tell me and he's like I don't know I just thought you were like still using it and I was like no I finished that show in like February I was, I only needed it for one month and I got billed for like four more months. And I actually wrote up Amazon chat. Like I, you know, typed up to the Amazon chat person. Because you
1: had Showtime through Amazon? Yeah,
0: I had it through my Amazon Prime account. And the guy was like, really, I don't know if it was the guy or girl, whoever was like super helpful. And they were like, yeah, I'm sorry, we can't. And I just said, I go, I really, I swore I canceled this three months ago. Like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, you can see in my account, I have not watched this in three months. I watched one show and then I stopped. And I was like, I'm, you know, I just... I didn't even really ask for anything yet. I just was like, uh. And then they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. That must be really frustrating. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to leave it at that, probably. And then they were like, well, you know, we have a policy. We cannot reimburse digital downloads. And I was like, well, that's a legit policy. I can see why you <laughs> wouldn't reimburse right. that kind of stuff because I can't, like, send it back to you. And then they saw my braces and they were like, never mind. We'll give you your money. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but then he was like, but this one time I'll give you back three months of it. And I was like, oh, my god, gosh, wow. it's just, that's not the point of today's episode. But actually, I guess it is because... As you're unwinding some of these out-of-sight, out-of-mind expenses, just remember it cannot hurt to go back and ask for things. So we'll talk about some examples of some different out-of-sight, out-of-mind things. But one of them that I'll mention because it's related to this point here is like different kind of charges, like ATM fees, bank Bank overdraft fees, bank account fees. Like all of a sudden, uh, when I quit working, I didn't have as big of a balance in my checking account, and I was in some sort of checking account that required a certain balance for it to be free. which I didn't even fully like remember, understand, and they started charging me because I didn't have enough money in my account to meet this minimum. And so I called them and I was like, "Hey, I I didn't, you know, like I quit working and didn't, you know, realize or know this." And they went back and like removed like I didn't. And I didn't notice it for a few months. They went back and removed a few months of things for me of charges. And so one. Thing I would always say is like, do not be afraid to go back to customer service. It cannot hurt to ask and just be nice. You don't need to be a jerk about it. You don't need like, just be nice and honest and be like, eh, I screwed up. I've accidentally like not paid new credit cards because I'm so used to my credit cards being on auto pay that when I started doing travel hacking, I would like forget. I was like, oh, I thought they were just all automatically on auto pay, which they are not, by the way. I knew they're not, but I just kind of forgot. And I'd go back and tell and just be like, look, I totally forgot. Like I've been, I've had other cards with you guys for years. I just didn't think about how this new one wasn't going to be set up unless I set it up. And like, I I mean, 99% of the time, these companies will remove these different kind of charge overdraft, not necessarily overdraft, but like bank fee, And so I just would say, you know, try to set a reminder for when stuff cancels, like, you know, short term, a free month of something or something like that. But often I forget and I go back to customer service and I like nicely, you know, apologize and ask if they would be willing to give me a refund. And it works almost all the time.
1: And you have to imagine too, when these companies offer like these free promos, like get 30 days free, they're counting on you forgetting to cancel it. And so, and they probably are also not counting on people taking the time to call and say, oh my gosh, I forgot to pay this card or I forgot to cancel it. And so they probably have that built into, I mean, you would probably understand this way more than I do, but they probably have that built into their whole model of offering these promos because how many people actually cancel after the first year of a credit card, the first month of a free streaming service?
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. They They build that into their model. They assume that they hope and assume that many people won't cancel. That's why they're often why they're offering an introductory offer. And for the people who do come back and ask for refund, most people won't. They'll just eat the cost and be like, oh, my bad. But for the people who do, they also on the flip side, train their customer service to try to keep people happy. And if you're nice about it, they often do have the permission, even at the first level of customer support, to give you a refund on that. Um, And so again, it's why I also like to do business with larger reputable companies often, because it's definitely a lot easier. to, you know, just kind of have them fix something for you and help you out with a mistake. So were you going to say something?
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you a question, actually, because you said you have your uh, credit cards automated, your credit card monthly payments automated. I find that interesting. Do you ever like do you also track your expenses within your automatic payments? Like how do you reconcile spending and just like, okay, now it's paid for? Well, so all
0: of my credit cards are on. Auto pay out of my savings account, which is now like a combined checking and savings through Wealthfront because that's where I keep a larger amount of money. So, so I'm never going to get overdrafted because I've kind of got, it's like basically my emergency fund, but I'm also earning high yield interest on it. 5.5% right now through Wealthfront. And then all of my actual charges on the credit cards are synced up through Mint. And then we get you know, one report that we can pull with all of our cards and accounts. So we have, you know, Venmo, PayPal, all of our credit cards. Greg has some individual credit cards. I've got every time we kind of get a new card, we've got to for travel hacking purposes, we've got to sync it up. And so all of our expenses are coming across many different credit cards for because we have like, you know, we use a Target card there. We use an Amazon Visa for Amazon. And so we have you know, a, a small arsenal of various cards we're using for point hacking purposes. And that all comes through Mint. And then I don't, I mean, I, I, I open my Amex or Chase apps every now and then, and I, I know the bills are always paid. And then every now and then with a new card, I forget to set it up on autopay and I get like a late fee and then I realize it and it's the first month. So usually the first time you screw something up, they're happy to fix it for you. If you kept doing it every single month, they track that and flag it in the system. But I'm not a repeat offender with the same company. You know, once I mess up with one company, I've like moved on and I've now you you, mess wait, up with somebody you try else. to
1: go mess up with somebody else. Yeah, yeah that exactly. makes sense. That's that's good hacking to me. Yeah.
0: So let's go through some of these different types of out of sight, out of mind expenses. But I think the spirit of this is for some people, everything could be out of sight, out of mind if you are not tracking your expenses and reviewing them in some way. Like some of these examples I gave, I I honestly don't review my expenses every month anymore. I, I'll do it. Greg and I'll sit down and do it every few months, which is why four months went by and I hadn't realized that I'm still getting charged for showtime. But again, A, that's better than not doing it all, even if you do it quarterly. And B, you can still go back three months later and get refund it and fix some of this stuff if there is a mistake and or you can stop the bleeding at that point so that it you know you're not getting charged in the future what's funny about that showtime thing erica too is as soon as greg said i was still getting charged i like went into the showtime app and i was like oh there's some really good shows i should watch and then once i dealt with amazon customer service he immediately shut off my service and i was like oh i
1: was gonna watch some shows can you just get greg to sign up now i'll turn it back on someday
0: Well, speaking of that, subscriptions and memberships are a big category of this. And like you said, and like you said, Erica, you've got a number of streaming services on right now. And we do too. Like we were, that's what made Greg bring it up as we were talking about how many streaming services we have going on. We typically, we try to only have a couple at once and we'll, we'll swing things back on. Like we'll put, we'll put on Showtime for a couple months and then we'll turn, we'll binge watch something that we want to watch on Showtime. And then we'll do like HBO. We we don't have them all running all the time because you can only watch so much TV at once. And so so I like, like you think. Yeah, I know. When we early retired, I I really pushed the limit of how much TV was possible at first. But it is I uh, my approach on that is to just try to kind of moderation, right? Like not do them all at once. And so I think there is just a big question of like, are you using all all these things that add up, like subscriptions, memberships, the Panera Sip Club, you know, Uber One, different different uh, DoorDash memberships, things like that. Do you need them? You can go into the Apple Store and you can actually check what subscriptions you have. I can put a link in the show notes to a little article that shows you how to check your Apple subscriptions. Do you know you can do that really easily?
1: Um, I've done it on my own, which was interesting because I went through, I mean, I'm kind of veering us off, but I went through and there are some things where I'm like, I'm going to turn off the auto renew because I think in the moment when it's like, do you want to renew this? will be like, yeah, sure. But yeah. right now, I don't think that this is a worthwhile thing for me to auto renew. And so if they tell me you're, you might renew this, this is canceling, I might flip the switch again. But I turned it off so I didn't just fall in the habit of just, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, renew it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, there is. You can go into anything, any apps you have that might charge a monthly fee. Those are good examples of kind of out of sight, out of sight, out of mind things also is you can very easily go in through your Apple account. You go into the settings, you click on your name, you tap subscriptions, and then it will show you all of the subscriptions that you currently have and you can cancel them right there. And then there's also these apps that I've been targeted for a few times and I can't, there's one that I've definitely seen ads for. I can't think of the name of it, but another one I just found is called rocket money. And it's one that kind of goes through your expenses for you and helps pull out subscriptions specifically. Um, And so I'm not, they exist. They're, perhaps helpful to some people. I'm a little bit more of a fan of like old school DIY of just go look at your credit card statement, go look at, you know, use something like Mint for your, look at all your expenses, not just those. An app like Rocket Money can help you. And there's a few others that are targeted specifically towards helping you to find and be more cognizant of all the things you're subscribing to.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Cause I think like there's a camp of people like you and Greg who, you know, geek out over your spreadsheets, constantly check and that's just, I think like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I imagine like you're in a small camp and then the rest of everybody else is just like, oh, I just try to be aware and kind of know what's going on. And so having like the app exists for a reason for people like me yeah. who are like, oh, I didn't realize I have like six streaming yeah. services.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think you give Greg and I too much credit because we're usually, I mean, we, we usually catch this stuff like three, four, five, six months later. So we're tracking it, but we're just a little bit, we're not on top of it every month. It's not like our biggest. Priority, but we always catch stuff. So I do like doing it. Every time we do it, we're like, we should do this more often in a little bit more of a timely manner.
1: Actually, I did have a moment where I I wasn't tracking my expenses so much, but like going through and as I send the landlord our monthly expenses in a spreadsheet, I'll go through and I started seeing all these like Venmo transaction fees that were like ten dollars each, and it was like if you do it was something like about. Person to person versus like Venmoing yeah, an business. organization, a business, yeah. and so I did ask the bank like, "What is this? This is horseshit." And they they kind of explained it to me, and there was nothing I could do to reverse the charges, but I had to go through and change my settings in Venmo. People. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you want to pay people as like a personal payment. And then also yeah. they they have that weird thing where like when you, this is not the purpose of this, this show, but these are good examples. There's no purpose of the show anyways. It's money related. You know, when you go through and like request money from Venmo, it's free for them to transfer your own money back to you. But if you want it expedited and like immediate versus one to three days, there's a surcharge on that. So there's all this like convenience type stuff where I'm always like, no, no, no. But it's confusing because if you're not reading it and you're doing it too quick, um, you don't necessarily see it. Oh, I don't know what made me think of that, Erica, but how's the Amazon freeze going?
1: Oh, I haven't. So I haven't, even thought of amazon i deleted the app i that's know impressive. i know and i appreciate your honesty
0: i broke it that you some... bo- you
1: broke it I'm i was still it wasn't going for stuff
0: for me it was for stuff for kate for camp and it was like i really was just like i could run around to five stores in atlanta or i could spend five minutes on amazon and have these things here in two days
1: i understand that and that's part of the out of sight out of mind of amazon too it's like paying for the convenience it's just easy it's like let's just get this done you know so actually before the show i was going to take all my subscribe and save items i started to and make a list to show, like, cause it's out of sight, out of mind for me. I just know that it comes monthly. I adjust it as needed. I was going to take it and compare it to Target to see if actually I could find better deals somewhere else. And I was a little disappointed that the whole point of Amazon is that it is cheaper, but it did make me think like, do I need these things in my subscribe and save? It made me think a little more of like, maybe I don't need this as like a regular monthly item.
0: Yeah. Maybe you don't need five pounds of gummy bears delivered monthly on. And subscribe and save.
1: No, that's not a monthly thing. That was a treat yourself thing. This is
0: personal finance. I should not, I should not judge your, your spending decisions, Erica. You're not judging my spending decisions of braces.
1: Yeah. Except you yeah, are. You got braces. I got gummy bears. So, I mean, I call it even.
0: Deal's a deal. Deal's a deal. Y'all don't have the pleasure of seeing the face I keep making to Erica where I like, oh, but- the put face that
1: she's making would be like if she were twelve and had to take a school photo for her class photo with yeah. braces, that's I, what it would look like. I'm I'll picturing put, choppy
0: bangs. Turtleneck. I was rocking a turtleneck in a lot of my school photos for some reason for many years. Yeah. Like the same turtleneck. Like a I had a lot of mock
1: turtlenecks and they had like winter scenes on them. I don't know who let I me can wear that out totally of Totally picture you wearing that, Erica.
0: Okay. What are some other like out of sight, out of mind things?
1: So I think one of the bigger uh, out of sight, out of mind items or item areas is uh, things that are related to home and home expenses like insurance, car insurance, home insurance, things like utilities. Mm hmm. Things that we just know that we pay, you get a discount if you pay in advance. Mm -hmm. So you pay it and you just get your bill and it's taken care of. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what I think is so interesting about those is that there's a whole school of personal finance people who really harp on and focus on like people's daily Starbucks habit. And, you know, this five dollars a day adds up. And if you were to not do that, you know, spend it elsewhere or sorry, save it and invest it elsewhere, you could be a millionaire and just quit drinking starbucks and you'll be fine <clears throat> and look i don't know what some people's starbucks habit costs them but i am of a kind of middle ground school of thought i'm like that might be the thing you really enjoy spending money on and it's intentional and you can afford it and you like it and it makes you happy and whatever else and so yes those little things can add up but i agree with you it's often the big things that can be particularly out of sight out of mind because like a homeowner's insurance is a great one so the majority of people's homeowner's insurance that have a mortgage which is the majority of people because a minority of people have paid off their house. Most people's homeowner's insurance is paid through their escrow, through their mortgage, in escrow, through their mortgage company. And so it's truly out of sight, out of mind. Like you got it once when you bought a house and maybe you've been on top of it and you have shopped around and you've thought about your deductible and things like that. But most likely you're paying thousands of dollars a year, way more than your Starbucks habit. And you don't really know what you're paying for anymore. And so and again car insurance homeowners insurance life insurance some home services like pest control yard maintenance you know house cleaner stuff like that can add up and I think going. And again, when they're automated, when you've been paying them for years, like stopping and thinking like, Hey, is there something better I could be doing here? Like when was the last time I shopped around my insurance? And it, you might already have the best rate, but double check and make sure. And it often can be a fairly quick exercise to do some shopping around. There's a lot of great sites now that will actually help you shop insurance across tons of sites all at once.
1: Uh, yeah. I think that's like, we had a situation with uh car insurance where we ended up being, having a claim. It wasn't handled. It was handled poorly with our car insurance company. And so because we were on the lookout for another one. The landlord started talking to some colleagues and they were like, oh yeah, here's this other insurance company named Amica, which we had never heard of. And they're like, oh yeah, I use that. I use that. I was like, everybody's using this new insurance company that we've never used. So we switched our home insurance to them. They have better rates. They're very like user-friendly. And there are yeah. all these little things that like, maybe from the last time that you got your car or homeowner's insurance or any sort of insurance, there are more options out there that you're not even aware of. And that's where it really does come down to like, take time, like create some time for yourself to go back and kind of check out whether you do have the best deal. You're getting more bang for your buck with what you're paying for. You know, you could be with a lot of these home services, you're paying a lot of money for the just in case. Yeah. So, you know, there might be some balance of like, well, what can you get out of that as well? You know, in the interim.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great example. I've randomly, I heard of Amika through somebody else too. And I, they're not like a massively like old school, well-known insurance company, but they're probably like a lot of the old school insurance companies, Companies kind of suck and have some issues, and so I'm, you know, very open to the idea of new companies that are game change, you know, innovators and game changers in the space. And so, yeah, it is worth. Shopping these things around, and again, you never know. And it might actually be with your own company. So a while ago, Greg and I changed our homeowner's insurance to the highest deductible possible. And I, ha- I remember having a whole discussion with Mike, at f- a former co-host of Friends on Fire, about this. And I was asking him like, what he what he would do with his deductible, and like how high he'd be willing to go. Because the highest you can go on your house is like, I want to say five or ten thousand dollars. It's higher than you can go in your car. And he was like, When was the last time you had a homeowner's insurance claim? And I was like. Oh, well, I've never had one. So I've been paying homeowners insurance for 20 plus years now. I've never had a claim and I've always had a reasonable deductible. And it's like the odds of me making a claim specifically against my homeowners insurance are fairly low. Because even if there's something small that happens, I don't want to make a claim because it's going to increase my rates. I'm only going to make a claim for something like big and catastrophic, you know? And if you can afford, if you can afford the deductible, if you have enough of an emergency savings saved up that the deductible is not going to like put you out on the street, then it often is a good idea to have a very high deductible on your insurance. Because again, insurance is... Is a product they're making money off you. They're trying to charge you as much as you can and hope that you never have a claim. And on many of these things, you rarely ever have a claim. Yeah, right. And so they're they're they My point is more: it's not even about switching companies. It, it could get a, be a better rate with another company, but you could also just adjust some of your amounts of coverage and deductibles and end up saving hundreds of dollars. Home
1: yeah over. that's a really good point and that's something the landlord and i always kind of see differently on because i'm always kind of not that i catastrophize things like i just i'm always like well what if what if you know with like health insurance or life insurance things like that of like i just want to be prepared for that but yeah. you're right like it's kind it's it's Vegas odds you know yeah whatever those mean but
0: and there's a middle ground of being prepared because to me there's Again, thinking about how I always think about, I'm like, you know, how much are you paying every year in insurance? And I often think, and I, and I, we just lowered something on our car insurance. I think we took like the rental coverage car, car, rental coverage off of both of our cars that would provide a rental car if we got in a wreck. Cause we were like, well, we have two cars. We really only need one car. We could get by with one car. And I was like, so if someone got in a wreck and it put their car in the shop, we would just get by with one car for a while. And the amount of money we save doing that, you add up and you're like, well, in one year, it gives me enough that if I had to get a rental car, like there's my rental car fund, right? Or borrow a car from a friend. Or we just get by on one car for a while, which we totally could do. And so it's- Or ride
1: your bicycle.
0: I could ride my bicycle too with my braces. I don't want to mess my braces up though if I get an accident on my bicycle.
1: Oh yeah. You're going to need to wear a mouth guard.
0: I am. I'm going to have full on headgear. So so one person said to me, they're like, oh, at least you don't have headgear. And I was like, oh, thanks.
1: (laughs) You're like, nobody's had headgear since
0: the 80s. Way to put it in perspective. Thank you.
1: Yeah. That is good perspective.
0: Yeah. It was nice. I was right up there with the 12 year old who looked at me like I had been like hit in the face with something. Okay. So how do we make this actionable?
1: So I think, I think we can go back to, you know, just having like check-ins with the The things that you don't, well, the landlord, the landlord always, he checks in with me and I try to run away when he talks about expenses.
0: Try to find yourself a good landlord is actionable tip number one.
1: Yeah, actually, that kind of takes away some of the home expenses. Like you were like pest control. And I was like, he is my pest control. He's putting rat traps out in the back shed that he built. And nice. Yeah, things like that. So, um, you know, get a good landlord. You don't have to marry your landlord or you don't have to call your husband the landlord. These are all personal yeah. choices. You also can. I, I, I think just it's a good thing to check in with yourself. The things that you kind of forget about, like this topic in general, as a co- as a podcast topic, But check in with your expenses and just think like, am I actually using this? Am I utilizing the things that I am paying for that I just know I'm paying for? I've factored into my monthly budget, but doesn't mean I have to live with them. And create time to cancel them if you don't truly think you'll use it. Because it's not like if you cancel something, it goes away forever. You still have the option to get it back if you truly miss it. Yes.
0: That's a great way of thinking about a lot of these things is that most of these decisions are not forever. Even the insurance things we're talking about, right? If you decide to up your deductible and then all of a sudden that's like stressing you out every day, go back and change it, right? You know, see how it feels and see how quickly you forget that you even changed that deductible, right? Erica, I think another thing that is a helpful thing for some people might be to put a reminder on your calendar every two weeks or once a month to go look at whatever it is that you're using to track stuff. So whether it's just scanning your credit card statement or and opening the app and just scrolling down through through your recent expenses, or you if you use something like Mint or you need a budget or Rocket Money or One of those apps. Just go and spend, you know, five to ten minutes with yourself. It's more helpful if you sit there and do it with your partner, also. Um, But even if just one of you is doing that, then it doesn't let anything become out of sight, out of mind. Like the the beautiful part of automation is it has allowed us to pay so many bills without having to physically do it each month, and we've got it all automated. The downside, like we discussed, is all of these expenses are out of sight, out of mind, and we can still keep reap the benefits of automation but not have this stuff be out of sight out of mind and actually be a little bit more thoughtful and conscious about it which is everything i feel like all the episodes you and i do together lately erica are on that like intentional values based just not trying to like place judgment on anyone for what they're spending their money on, but just making sure you personally feel good about where your money is going. And it's just it's a thoughtful decision, not an out of sight, out of mind decision, which can be dangerous.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, you're making a good point. And I've been trying to be conscientious about how we talk about being conscientious about money and the fact that like we keep coming back to this topic. But I think really what it means is like we have like we're calling this personal finance. We have the things that we find valuable. And really, like we are in control. All of us are in control of our own money. We are not at the whim of the streaming services or the bank fees. Like we can try to control things to make better choices for ourselves and our finances. And to your point about setting calendar reminders to go through and check your finances, I also highly recommend, because I do this, setting calendar reminders to cancel things. Yeah, Like I said earlier, free streaming services for a month, apps that you get a year on. Sometimes like through my life insurance, I got like a free app for travel to help with jet lag. And I set a reminder, like, I want to cancel this before they bill me for it. And they'll let me know, but I don't want to depend on them because like we said, like, they they are counting on you forgetting so you can create a way to be in charge of that for yourself
0: do those reminders work for you like do you see them and then they yes like where where do you set
1: the reminder i will set it on my google calendar or through my apple watch i'll just be like hey hey siri please set a reminder i say i say please and thank you to siri because when the ai revolution comes i don't want them coming for me first i want them to know i had some good home training as with some should. please and thank yous. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So yeah, I set reminders kind of all over, but I try to just do them as calendar reminders because I need visuals, not like in notes or yeah. just reminders. I need to see like, oh, I am doing this on this day with an actual alert to do that.
0: Yeah. I, the reason I was asking is because I try to do that, and then somehow they end up in like a slew of reminders to take my vitamins and to swap the laundry that I never read. But I lately, I added
1: that to the list. <laughs> Let me know if you'd like to add a time or location. Look at that.
0: Location. Well, we
1: are officially being tracked.
0: Nice. Well, you've been nice to her, so it's okay. Thank you. One of the things I've been trying to do lately or like stopping myself from doing lately is like all those kind of free apps and free things get me like I, i'm doing a lot of travel credit card hacking and with those will come like oh a year's free subscription to walmart plus or a three-month trial of panera sip club and then next thing i know like i've i set a reminder but I, i'm so behind on various to-do lists that i don't see it and i don't do it and then i've been charged and then it's just a hassle to like go back and even try to deal with customer service or just be annoyed at myself and pay it i've actually quit Lately, I've quit even taking the free trials. I've just been like, you know what? I didn't need Walmart Plus before if I'm not willing to pay for it, unless it's something I like really, really want. But for a while I was like, oh, it's free. Let's just sign up for it, Greg. And then we both were signing up for all this stupid crap. And we would then have just another thing we needed to remember to cancel. So it's kind of like I've been trying to take a more minimalist approach to some of these freebie offers on do I truly need this thing? Or like, I think I'm on like a free trial of Balance, the Balance app right now.
1: I, I don't even know these things that you're talking about. I've never heard of the Sip club. I don't know the balance thing so like yeah so that's where I find this really interesting we have like one Panera Uh, out in the suburbs here I don't even know where Panera is here but I I, it's interesting because I I will see those things and I'm like if I didn't know like you said if I didn't know this existed before it's not going to be something that I'm like oh my gosh this is the thing that's going to make my life better and also like you said like I'm going to forget to cancel it and it's going to be one more thing
0: yeah I've been I've been caught in this trap lately I'm this this conversation is motivating me to get out of it so okay I think we hit some Actual things somewhere in there. Hopefully you picked up what we were putting down.
1: I think, uh, I think what it comes down to again, like what we keep talking about is like being mindful of whether whatever you're getting is adding value to your life. Like for example, I love TV. I love watching TV. This does add value to my life. However, I did cut cable like some years ago. And that was my compromise. So these are some things and trade-offs that you make, but a lot of these things that you have is like set it and forget it. It's there to kind of take advantage of you forgetting it. That's where the mindfulness comes in around this.
0: And the, I think we discussed like some, some healthy paranoia in an early episode of like, remember they're marketing. Marketers yes. are trying to get more money from you. Their goal is to get more money from you. My goal is to give them less money because I know this stuff long-term does not add significant value to my life. Some things do, but many things don't. And I'm trying to be much more conscious, which I know Erica, we were both saying some version of like, we keep talking about the same things, but I actually think it's important because I said it's important. It's relevant to both of us at this stage in our lives because this is what we're both struggling with. With financially in many ways like we you know we've done a lot of the foundational things we need to do like we're putting enough in our 401ks or i was when i had a job you're doing great you're maxing out your 401k erica that's great thank you we recently rolled over erica's 401k i say we because we did it together on a video call yeah We're very (laughs) codependent. And then I like started recording it was like, oh, this could be a good episode. But I don't know. The, The first five minutes are always missed. And that was like the best part. Anyways, you know, we've done a lot of the foundational things. And I think what we both struggle with is a strong word because I think it's less of a struggle and more of we would like to be better because I think we both have similar ideals of wanting to be very intentional and thoughtful with the things we bring into our life for, for environmental reasons, for financial reasons, and for setting the right example for our kids, for the amount of stuff we have in our house, for you know a bunch of different reasons. And so I think for us, we are having the same conversation many different ways and, and across many different angles and layers because it's not a just one-time conversation. It's a frequent one. And it's an ongoing one. And like on on the note of like making it actionable, I, I truly think listening to podcasts like this help to keep stuff like this more top of mind. So I encourage you, we talked about this in the very first Inside Out Money episode around the fresh start effect of one of the things you can do is commit to listen to this podcast every week or a different financial podcast if you prefer that one. But listening to other people talking about money can really help you on your own financial more intentional value-based spending types of goals
1: yeah it's a good support system for us to have this with each other too because we are like-minded in this and so it's a good positive role model and seeing how you're spending or not spending things or you know this was like i don't know that i would have said let me take a month off of amazon spending and now i'm like well so far it's been really easy and let's see how long i can go with this i'm sure something will come up but yeah and you suggested that and Beat me at it. I
0: mean, not that it's a comp. Well, I guess it is a competition, actually. But it, it is, you're yeah. doing better than I am. I I did not delete the app. I was not comfortable to go that far. That felt like a big move.
1: I felt like I needed to do that to truly commit myself, because that was that in that way it was like an out of sight, out of mind. That's another yeah. thing. When you have these apps there, actually, this is a really that's great a great thing. Fine, yeah. When when you have apps on your phone, like oh, I need to look something up. I was gonna get an REI like the twenty percent off sale that they such a big deal, but it seems to happen like four times a year now Like download the app like oh well I think I will and then I had the app and it was there I'm like well what else is going on at REI and I was like no this is silly so when I deleted Amazon I also deleted REI and went through and deleted like any other things that were convenient shopping apps
0: yeah I think that's A great thing to do. And again, I've not gone as far as to do that, but probably couldn't hurt me too.
1: You might have a little more self-control in that area than I do because it's like a boredom thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm also trying to spend less time on my my phone. So I'm trying to have fewer things on my phone that make me there and also like, hey, I'm paying for the New York Times crossword app. Why don't I use it? I've deleted everything else. Yeah. Maybe we should pick up the... um Oh, we need to get, yeah, get back on our minis. Except right now I'm doing Wordle and Waffle every day. Yeah, I'm doing Wordle. I don't know. I don't know what that is. My
0: kids bring this stuff to me. It, waffle is like, it's like a waffle-shaped Wordle. It's like one, two, three, four. It's so like Bingo. Like four- no, it's like, like four, it's like four or five wordles in a in the shape of a waffle. So there's a bunch of words that you're trying to solve for, but but they give you all the letters and they give you the colors of what is in the right spot or what's in the right row but the wrong spot, and then you have to move all the letters around to shuffle to make like six words.
1: Oh, that's kind of interesting. And then there's
0: also the one that's um, wordle with numbers. What's that called? Oh my god, you so lost good. me at numbers. No, it's so good. Hold on, I gotta. Go- I haven't been doing it in a while. Oh, it's called Nerdle. I'll put these in the show notes because they're actually. I don't know how we got on this topic. These are all free, so let's be clear there. Unless you yeah. do the subscri- subscribed version with New York Times, which is only for the particularly wealthy. I'm, I've just never been there, um, Erica. Yeah. So we'll do links to Waffle nerdle and wordle because they're all awesome and i know you don't love numbers but you really might you should see if the landlord likes Nerdle. the
1: landlord would like it give he it to him for like father's
0: it. day be like hey i didn't spend anything on your father's day president but i sent you a link to the best new game you're gonna love
1: oh yeah that would be the perfect father's day gift for him
0: Mm-hmm. What are you going to get him for Father's Day, by the way? Well,
1: I could say it because he's not going to listen to this podcast. This this will air after Father's Day, too. So you're fine. Right. And uh, so he he started buying like what he calls party shirts, like Mm -hmm. fun shirts to wear to work instead of just like boring work shirts. And when we were in Mexico City with friends, they were all like, oh, party shirts. And so I got him a party shirt for Father's Day. And I realized this is going to be like what the kids and I pick out for him for all his gifts is like fun print shirts. This one's a little less print like and more like ah, he can wear it to work, but. What's what's the print like? What's on the shirt? Uh, I'll have to send a picture. It's actually not that good. There was one with like bananas, and I was like, "This is a bit much." This was like taking it down a notch. But um,
0: okay, I want to see it. Greg has a shirt with bananas on it that I always try to get him to wear, and he's always like, "It's too much." And I was like, "You can never have enough bananas." It's send not too it much. to the landlord. I don't know if it'll fit him.
1: Yeah, that's true. They aren't really. Picture him being like maybe a shape. size up. Maybe. What size shirt does he wear? Medium.
0: Greg. Oh, Greg wears a medium too. A medium Sometimes a
1: schmedium. What'd you get for? Greg. Another banana shirt?
0: No, but now I have a second confession
1: to make. You got it on Amazon. I bought it
0: on Amazon, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Erica. Kirsten and Julian from Rich and Regular posted a book and it was Ryan Holiday, who I really like, The Daily Stoic. And it was like a dad version of The Daily Stoic. And I was like, oh, uh, this is a, like we. Greg and I have just been talking about parenting and just like wanting to be the best parents we can be, but not always being. And like, and I was like, this is something that we both, it's like a daily thing you read. I don't know if you know how the daily stoic is, but it's called the daily dad. And it's like a daily parenting advice and philosophy from Ryan Holiday, who's like a famous stoicism author. So it says 366 meditations on parenting, love and raising great kids. And I was just like, oh, I don't like, I really did not. The last time I bought a physical book has been like a long time. And I was like, I- it's $18. I would like to buy it for Greg. And so here's the thing. I buy it for Greg. Then this dude, I got all this stuff coming for Kate for camp that I bought. That was the like confession I made to you. After that, this is why like having rules are important. Because once I broke it for camp, I was like, fuck it. Let's go off the deep end. Let's buy yeah. this $18 book. Actually, you know what? I think I used my Amazon credits. Does that count? Didn't cost me. Anything. Um.
1: Yeah, you still did stuff. Uh. You're right. That's it's okay. I say I'm looking this book up on Powell's for you.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Well, so I ordered. No, it doesn't matter because you already bought. I know I already
0: bought it. And guess what? It already arrived. So I ordered the book, and I was like, "Oh, I we don't usually do like gifts for these holidays, but I was like, it's a really nice, like, inexpensive, thoughtful gift, and I think it's something we'll both read in bed together at night and enjoy it and get a lot out of it for the next year. So, and I was like, it'll be a nice little surprise for Greg on Father's Day, which is two days away. So he just tells me he's like, "Oh." I, I thought that was like Kate's camp stuff. I was opening it for you. I was trying to be helpful. And then he was like, I... I think that's your package. You probably didn't want me to see it. I I didn't see it. And I was like, God dang it, Craig, like where are you opening stuff? And then I told him, then I reminded him it's a federal crime to open other people's mail. And I was like, this is ridiculous, dude.
1: But I think Amazon packages are immune because everyone just like digs into Yeah. Like we'll get our neighbors and like we'll open each other's on accident. Well, he'll like it no matter what. But here's the thing. When I buy gifts for the landlord, I have really been trying hard not to buy them from Amazon because I feel like that's the easy button. And I'm not judging you.
0: You are. And it is thank you
1: I've been so, so I also in addition to the party shirt I had the kids decorate picture frames that were putting their baseball and softball photos in so I've been trying to be more like in the like thoughtfulness and mindfulness of like trying to be more thoughtful with gifts that aren't the easy button we put some effort in we put some yeah. thought into and sometimes and I say it because we're here so like if I were sending you a gift and it was like a book or something because I know we've done this to each other it's so much easier to do the easy button like I'm not gonna buy it online send it to myself and then put it in the mail and also pay for shipping to you. So that's when it's like, yeah, that's totally fine. We don't live in the same state. That's why I often,
0: yeah, I I agree. That's why the cost of shipping is ridiculous now. And like the free shipping is half the benefit of buying things from amazon and other places
1: yes that's a that to me is a worthwhile easy button
0: okay well but we have gotten off topic yeah Yeah, speaking of gummy bears bears, i now have to make another amazon purchase which is sending you gummy bears I already
1: know what kind you like the albanese brand right yes you're right Mm -hmm. i'm glad you know that no Instead I want pictures of Kate at camp because the oh. camp she went to was the one I went to. Yes, And where
0: you met one of our friends. And where yeah. I met
1: one of our friends. Yep. So it's that's a- why I, it
0: was a it was like an okay loophole because I was buying stuff for Kate to go to your camp. And then I was buying a book for Dad for Greg, who is a dad. And I don't know, these are all seem like like legitimate loopholes.
1: Yeah. I can't even imagine where my parents got things for camp when I had to go because there was no Amazon.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had to like get... They had to like go to stores and stuff. They had to go to service merchandise. You remember that place? And yes. The and conveyor Drug belt. That would, oh, Drug yes. Emporium at Toco Hills.
1: I forgot yes.
0: about Drug Emporium. That's where Publix is now. Wow. Drug Emporium was like the target of the 80s.
1: Oh man, that place was but not amazing. as good as Target. But it it's still like... Gave me all I the feels still, of walking into a Target
0: I It did I can still remember right when you walked in Is when they had all yeah. the sample size stuff And that to uh-huh. me was like the dollar spot at Target Wow I wish we could like go back in time And like go. I can remember I have like such spotty memories Of certain things from childhood But like I can remember going to Toco Hills Which is the shopping center That's still around the corner from where I live now And going to Drug Emporium My dad would always let me go there with him And I loved it It was like, it was yeah. like going to Target
1: Yeah and I used to I go just- with my mom And it was like oh yeah Linda Let's get in this
0: place uh-huh. I like that you call your mom Linda okay um I think we should bring it home. this is a good Let's discussion
1: Yeah we certainly got off topic
0: we might have okay well either way, like I said, I enjoyed these discussion with you Erica Same. and if other people enjoy them then you know even better but if not the two of us enjoy it and thank you guys for listening. We know your time is limited and valuable if you've made it this far we appreciate you spending your time with us today wait. Your time. Yeah. With us. Exactly. You spent time with us, right? Not vice versa. Just checking.
1: Well, I mean, we'd like to be with you. I, but...
0: I feel like we spent time with you. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would give us a written review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we always appreciate that.
1: We also encourage you to share this episode with a friend or a family member to encourage ongoing discussions about money. And you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have thoughts or questions, we'd really love to hear from you, even if you want us to like truly stay within the 40 minute time frame that Maggie Mm -hmm. sets out at the beginning of these episodes that we have yet to achieve. But you can leave a voicemail text us at 404-981-3370, or we are on Instagram.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm still just making awkward faces with my braces. I'll be on this Zoom for a while. If you want to just leave me here,
1: yeah, I think I, I might have to leave you here. You're going to have to work on work on getting used to your your mouth braces.
0: Yeah, I'm working on my new smile. I like how you call it mouth braces. Yeah. Okay. Well, we gotta. I'm excited for our next topic too, which I'm not going to say what it is, but we know what it is. Yes. And we'll just leave you with a tease that is not even a tease because we're not giving you any information and say goodbye.
1: Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Maggie. Bye, Erica. Round the round